F Files Radio. Exploring feminism and technology through space and time. My name is Moon Jaren, and I am currently the Vice President of Operations at a cryptocurrency company called Vow Currency. It is a company that's based out of Jersey. Um, and I'm also just joining as a Chief Marketing Officer for Villander. It is a blockchain-based climate change company who actually helps corporations and individuals to become um, net zero in their carbon consumption. I'm also an industry associate at University College London for their Center for Blockchain Technology as well. Wow, excellent. Very busy. Um, so can you explain just like a bit of the very basics of uh, what is blockchain technology, um, how it's used, what it's good for, what interests you particularly about it? Absolutely. You know, I've been really trying to think to explain it so that even a two-year-old or a nine-year-old who has never used technology can actually understand it. So blockchain is really a system, it's the technology where there's a multiple user there and whenever, let's say, you know, let's take banking because almost everybody understand when a transaction happened, a block is created and once that block is created, you can no longer go delete it, make any types of change to it, or you neither can you, um, neither can anybody can go and make any changes. And what happens is the next transaction that happened, that happens on top of the other block. So that's why this term blockchain was invented, like block after block is built in. And it is decentralized technology, meaning a lot of people are actually taking part in creating those information. And why blockchain is a big deal is because nobody can alter the transaction or the information you have put in. It creates that trust. It creates that transparency. Imagine if nobody could alter your banking record, nobody could alter the supply chain record or medical record or history, then you can really trust the information that's coming through, especially, you know, there's always room for error or there's a room for, you know, a lot of, you know, illegal activities. And that's really where it not only becomes so important to create that transparency system, but also that it makes things much more efficient, meaning everything that has happened in a system, you are able to go back and when you're looking at it, you know for a fact that this is true. And, and I think that really makes everybody's life so different, so easier. So I think that's really what the basis of blockchain is. And the way it works is it, it uses something called the smart contracts. Um, and people can use different types of smart contract, which everybody is you not know, trying to invent. You know, there's Ethereum is different than Bitcoin, what's depending on. And why there is different smart contract, the the more different types of technology nowadays that different types of companies are coming up with so that they can make it more energy efficient they can make it um cheaper they can make it more accessible because you know a lot of people don't realize that we are still at a very much infancy level of this technological revolution um it is really wild and it is really transforming but it is at the very basics of what the whole potential actually looks like 
Um, and you asked me a question about what interested me about this. I want to go back to about 2016. You know, I just moved from New York to Toronto that year and I, I finished my MBA in 2015. I was very much, you know, like head down in my studying all the time. And in 2016, I really like started to hear more about this blockchain and cryptocurrency. I'm like, what is that? You know, and that's the first time I really felt like the world is going so fast. Like I needed to sort of catch up on. Um, and I started to do a lot of studying after my work every day. And when I really read about that and I could see, I've never seen so many different type of people coming together and having conversation about something, even though they didn't quite understand it fully what it was. But for the first time, people are interested. They were taking risks. They were betting on something. And you know, I would say it's a combination of knowledge and intuition. And I really felt it in my heart by observing it for a month or two that this has the potential to really change the world and make our lives better. And I knew that we were nowhere close to where it can possibly be and where it can possibly go. But, you know, just like everything in life, I think once you have a vision and you trust and you just only take the next step and then the next baby step, then you are going to really go somewhere. But I think you can hear some skeptics saying, oh, this isn't going to work or that is going to, it's simply because a lot of people don't miss. And you will see those people are the one who probably haven't really spent enough time to understand something, to study something, to create something. So, you know, there is a lot of skepticism, but as you know, you know, it has come a long way since 2016 in last five years, everything has changed. And, and my interest, you know, I just really had this faith, you know, and, and I know what I believe in. And I think it's going to change the way the world works and it's going to change, especially people, you know, who suffers a lot in our world, you know, in countries that are poor, countries in the emerging countries where the infrastructures are not that well. I think that's really where we can use this technology to bring transparency and um, also reduce corruption in the government level and so many other different levels as well. Oh, wow. I didn't think about it in, in this way about how cryptocurrency could be really good for uh, combating cor corruption or you know Julia I think cryptocurrency and blockchain are two different things so blockchain is the technology on which cryptocurrencies are made on I'll give you an example I forgot that individual's name but there is an US defense contract currently that is being built on blockchain to measure and track all the aid that the US defense gives to a lot of these you know countries where they're giving aids for, let's say, through Rotary or Red Cross, or, you know, some countries got some flooding issue or some war issue, and they're trying to actually measure that. I mean, how many times you have heard that, you know, people give millions and billions of dollars in different countries, but they don't really know how these aids are actually being used or whether or not this is actually going to people. So the U.S. defense currently is working on a contract to put this entire system on blockchain. Imagine how amazing that is. Beautiful. Cool. Okay. So once the block exists, basically it can't be changed and it's there forever? No. Correct. It's there forever. Okay. And where does the block live? Like in the, in the cloud or on a server? The block lives in the smart contract system. Okay. It's decentralized, yes. Great. Okay. So I'm also curious uh, about NFTs, non-fungible tokens. And I know that you know a little bit about this. So 
how does NFT relate to blockchain technology? Um, is it is an NFT a blockchain? Um, and yeah, this is kind of a, a, a seems like a new medium for making, sharing, buying, investing in art. Um, and I wonder if you could just yeah share with us kind of what you know, if what you find exciting about it. Absolutely. Again, you know, NFT is not really a very new thing. It really started around 2012, 2013, when, you know, CryptoKitties started to do this, you know, it's a video game and they were, they made the first NFTs. And however, what ended up happening was, um, you know, just like everything it takes, it goes through stages. But in 2018, it kind of made a comeback. And I, I would say last year, it really you know, went to a whole different level, especially with the people um, art piece that Christie's bought. And this year has been a, an incredibly a tremendous year for NFT. So this is very timely, and I will explain what an NFT or non-fungible token is. An NFT is any piece of art, anybody who creates something. We don't, you know, I think until today, an artist is somebody, you know, like if you have an exhibition or you are a published singer or something, then it's an art. But in today's world, the definition of art has changed. It could be a video clip that you have generated. It could be something that you just painted. It could be maybe a talk that you have given. It could be your own picture. But as long as you think that there is an intangible value to it, that somebody is going to see it, as as an art because you know what we're all a piece of art i would say um then you can say i own this piece now and once actually i will also describe the difference between ownership and the copyright in nft space because there's a misconception so let me just finish the ownership part so the non-fungible token means that Let's say, you know, there's this beautiful painting I see at the back of your, you know, like the living room is in the pink. Let's say you created that and you can put it on OpenSea or some other rareable platform. And, you know, you just use Ethereum and you pay some guests and, you know, and you say, this is my ownership. I have created it and you put it, put a price for it that, you know what, Moon, I'm going to sell it to you. And let's say you put 10 Ethereum as the price for it and I purchase it. Then you actually transfer the ownership to me. Now I am the owner and I can actually choose to post it on Instagram saying I own this NFT. Now, some people asked me, does it mean that nobody can ever use that? No, it doesn't mean that. The only thing that means that people can, you know, it's not a copyrighted product. It means, you know, other people can see it, other people can use it. However, whenever it comes to the ownership of it, the reselling part of it, it has to come through me. So if somebody wanted to own that, they would have to buy it for me and they are able to, because it's now it's an NFT, no matter what, you can always go back and see who the owner is, exactly what time this ownership was created so that that um, really changes the way we see things, the way we actually create things, you know, how we act. And I think the biggest revolution of NFT is, I think, number one is it's really making people thinking to create things, which was, I think, missing for a while. Well, I think maybe this, this is changing. But when I was growing up, you know, it was all about like really academia focused or it's like, unless somebody told you you're a really great artist or you're going to be a great artist, nobody even bothered about being creative but I think NFTs boom is making people think you know what what can I create and what can I put it out there even though some of the qualities the things you might think wow I cannot believe somebody bought it but that's not the point the point is that you know 
we are giving people space to be creative and and you are actually seeing how other people react to that and i think that's where really our evolution is existing in the art world and that's what i really love about nft cool okay beautiful so if, yeah if i make something and sell it to you you own it and the, so how is this how is it separate from copyright so if you still maintain any rights as the the creator to it or no you you no longer have any rights to the creator like now i own this nft and only pretty much you know i and i i can tell people that i own it and i have it but other people can still actually use your pictures it's not copyrighted anymore but the but it is owned by me it's like you know what you own the actual mona lisa painting but there can be hundreds of the pictures that somebody can print and hang it in their house but you know if somebody ever asks hey who owns mona lisa and then you can say oh i own mona lisa do you know so that's the only difference behind it and whereas in copyrighted system if a picture or a song or something is copyrighted you can't really use it use it on youtube unless you have the permission or you know things like that or you can't really use it without somebody's permission so that's the difference here people can use the picture that original NFT you own. That's the difference here. Great. Okay, so um, yeah, as you mentioned, I guess yeah, these technologies are not that new in the kind of scope as how quickly technology is advancing, but yes. still in the grand scheme of things, quite new. And so yeah, it seems like we have a bit this divide where um, these kinds of te- technologies have been really quickly adopted by people who are seasoned investors, celebrities, like I see Paris Hilton and Lindsay Lohan really into the uh, NFT market. And then people who are already really knowledgeable about technology and have their finger out on the pulse of kind of what's going on. So what do you think... Uh, is behind the kind of slower integration of blockchain into the lives of the the general public. I think if I understand your question correctly, you're really asking why is it slower for general public, right? So there are two things, right? So the actual blockchain technology implementation of is is still quite expensive. And even till today, it's quite advanced technology to get talent. Blockchain talents are highly wanted these days. It's not easy to get blockchain engineer. So it is no secret that, you know, only in developing countries, like, you know, they're trying to get these great engineers to work on things. And it takes time, right? And the from get-go, I think what you have to almost take a look at is like a lot of people have this approach don't fix something unless it's broken number one and number two is in order to get there to convince your c-levels i think you need some traction first which a lot of companies are going so i think blockchain technology itself is not something a general public would need to use on a day-to-day basis but rather it's more of an institutional technology institutions are going to provide the technology to the public so that they can have a better service you know what i mean but the blockchain's byproduct, like cryptocurrency, NFT, that is something the individuals are going to be using, right? So coming to the cryptocurrency, I think the world has changed so much, as you know. I think, you know, I think I just read a report, almost 35 to 40% of the U.S. institutional investors actually hold now Bitcoin or some sort of a, the cryptocurrency as their assets. And I think the people, in, at least in America, at least 30 to 40% of the people now have crypto assets and especially the younger generation. 
when you get into NFT, though, I think that's a different ball game because um, just until recently, I think NFT platform was very much built on the um, Ethereum platform. And because it cost a high amount of gas in order to actually list your NFT product, and Ethereum has become very expensive in recent months, it is like a, there is a barrier to entry for some people, you know, who doesn't already have the Ethereum and to figure out the whole way is a little bit of a complicated process. It's not as simple like, well, I just download an app and I just get there. You know, there is multiple process to follow. So unless somebody is really serious or they have been doing this for a while, um, they can just give up. They're like, you know what? I'm not going to do it. I don't know if my art is going to be sold or not. I don't want to use this money in, in Ethereum gas and whatnot. Whereas you know, Dogecoin has their own um, NFT platform now, you know, and which is a lot more affordable these days. And I think a lot of other cryptocurrency companies are almost on their way to create a new NFT platform. XRP just, I think, they just opened a new funding platform where they're actually asking creators to come in and really use XRP Ledger to create a brand new platform. And they are much more affordable cryptocurrency, I would say. And I think we are going to really see more and more how maybe there's going to be, I, I, I don't want to say maybe because I want to really sound optimistic that there will be a time that the creator shouldn't maybe have to use so much money to list, list it. And I think as that happens, that entry to buyer is going to be reduced because sometimes some people may not be comfortable is investing in cryptocurrency per se, but they might be open to actually make their art as an NFT. You see, I think sometimes a lot of people can assume that by default, by creating an NFT or purchasing an NFT, you are going to be an investor or a savvy in cryptocurrency. And I think that is something that needs to be um, understood that it is not. And I think that's totally fair. And I think hopefully very near future there will be a platform where people doesn't have to be a savvy investor in cryptocurrencies but yet the process is streamlined and is smooth for them to be able to go and create their nft and you know it's only onward and upward from here great okay so the idea being that like so many services that we have access to like the general public doesn't necessarily need to understand kind of everything how exactly it works but still will be able to access it and and use yes. it in their lives. Okay, cool. Yeah, you kind of mentioned some of your predictions for the future. Um, I just wanted to know what you what your kind of dreams, visions, predictions for the the future of blockchain, the future of currency in general, the way that we buy, sell, trade, exchange things. I think I want to first talk about the blockchain. I think my dream of blockchain is for two things, which I, you know, I have been very passionate about it for many years since I was little. I watched some movies is that that blockchain will help people to create this solid identity online that nobody can steal your identity. I really have a vision that we get there, um, that on social media, by having that identity, not being able to duplicate, the bullying can be reduced. There is a lot of bullying online these days. There's a lot of cyber crime, especially they really target women and children, young boys and young girls. And hopefully being able to have that, we can really 
we can really focus on solving some of these societal problems that we have. And it comes with this anonymity. Um, and you know, I think there's a platform that's really working on it. So it has been my dream that wouldn't that be amazing that you can only have one Facebook account or you can only have one Instagram account and not multiple to have these multiple identities. I think it has created a lot of problem. Um, sometimes we don't choose to listen to this, but I think it's really, really serious to do that, you know? Um, and I think we will, the world will be a much better place when we choose to live in an authentic way. That's like really my true vision. And I think it will get people to think like, no, I can't really make two Facebook accounts. You know, you, you know, these days, a lot of my friends, especially who are in the cryptocurrency world, they're every day posting, like there is this fake profile with their picture, their name, and they're scamming people and asking them to send Bitcoins or buy this, buy that. And Facebook will not take down their post. Um, and a lot of my friends, they're under tremendous stress. You know, some people has lost money. Imagine the stressful situation you're going through. And then there is a you know, defamations and all of these things that has happened. So my vision is that blockchain using that um, really stop online bullying and, you know, helping people to live a healthier and a better life. That's my vision to stop human trafficking. Um, that is really, really important. Again, you know, not being able to create fake profiles online um, and hopefully it can educate young women and children and things like that. Um, my prediction for cryptocurrencies and an NFT world is that it is only about a matter of onward and upward. You know, I hear a lot of people say, oh, well, this investor is giving up on Bitcoin, that investor is giving up on this. They're just really frustrated how this and that happened. My only thing is, you know, if you look at the history, to do anything really well, you have to give it the time and you have to be able to understand it and you have to know what is it that you're doing, why you're doing it. And and I think these things, these upwards and downwards and these changing things that happens is really to, I would say almost for a lesson to understand why am I doing it? It's, it's like, you know, as a as a race, we only want sometimes only just the good, but nobody wants to be there for you when there is like a downward trend. But it's just like life, you know, like there is an upward wave and there's a downward wave and we got to be able to ride through that. So whoever is listening to this and, you know, and they're investing into these technologies, I would say, you know, like never lose hope, just be optimistic, be smart, only invest, only what you can actually afford to lose um, and keep educating yourself. The truth is today's blockchain, tomorrow is going to be something else. I think in today's world, no matter what your age is, the biggest thing is to be able to constantly learn and grow and do your own research and don't try to go and like constant. I think it's really good to listen to other people, but really be smart about like try something new, you know, in a safer way and see how does it feel for you. Whatever is your truth, it may or may not be other person's truth and that's okay. Um, but at least, you know, when you made the decision that it is your own decision and not, it's not somebody else's decision. So don't let someone stop you from doing something that's great for you. Oh, beautiful. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Perfect. Okay. Well, I think we've run out of time, but it's been fantastic to talk to you. Actually, so interesting and informative. Uh, is there anything else that you would want to mention to the listeners before uh, we part ways? Yeah, absolutely. I think my last comment to the listeners would be, I think we are really living in a great time in the history. It has never been 
this much more inclusive and so much more opportunity and there is room for everybody there is opportunity for everyone so i highly encourage you to take some time in the weekend or in the evening do research see how you can educate yourself more and however you can get involved this is the time to do so and i'm guarantee you you're going to go much farther than if you don't do it now excellent closing words thank you so much moon 